Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., It goes without saying that you are back for another episode of Goes Without Saying. I am Sefi and I'm with Wing. Here is her voice. Hi, this is Wing's voice. Just to clear up any confusion, that's Wing. (laughs) And today we're talking about, to be honest, everyone's favourite subject, love, dating, romance. And so this one's for the lovers, for the little (laughs) lovebirds listening through the little headphones. For the lovebirds in the back. We asked on Instagram for your sort of dating dilemmas, Situs, situs, I think that's actually what I write, situations, um, dating, drama, stories, and all of that sort of fun, amazing stuff, juicy goss. Um, so we're talking about all of that, we're breaking down your things, and I think we're giving some good advice maybe, but also don't fucking believe a word we say. <laughs> so this one goes out to all the lovers, <laughs> you on the other side. So basically i've just been informed that my housemate has just tested positive with covid so this is weird energy coming from me right now because i guess i'm isolating for 10 days now is it 10 days 10 days i seem so i've got to get my hands on a test but i mean i'm isolating either way so weird energy coming from me right now uh, honestly i mean as long as you're feeling good and like you're not ill that's all we care about not at all i think i just need to get my head around it because also i just got back home like i like i don't even know where to start but the whole eviction thing that's going on right now we just had to leave to do our fucking for our floors and our house to be redone we planned to go camping we're like what what else do we go where do we go (laughs) sorry wait wait (laughs) i'm i'm lost in the story already wait do we know if you're getting evicted or not people need an update on that i think now we're in the clear for at least a few weeks because one of our housemates is changing in for another housemate. Mm -hmm. Like one of my friends from uni is moving in. So we need them to clear that because they're threatening to evict us over that as well. God, it's just a total mess. Basically, if you're a landlord or an estate agent, I kind of hold a grudge towards you massively. (laughs) Especially if you are Sefi's landlord and Sefi's letting agents. If your name is... I think his name is... Now you're definitely getting evicted. If this is speak directly to you please what are you doing to me i had to go camping (laughs) i hate camping you love camping no i do love camping in the right conditions i don't love being thrown out of my house and being told go camping (laughs) yeah fair enough but we packed everything into the little honda jazz where there's originals on the Mm go sexual healing playing in the background nice but the fucking nightmare of it all is we got back it was a fucking tip there were flies everywhere oh yeah what the hell it's a bug's life. Honestly, I'm living in a bug's life. <laughs> Ant-Man. It's a bug's life, Steffi's just living in it. 
I quite like spiders and I really Oof. wasn't wanting to kill any of the flies. There were spiders. There were spiders though, question mark. Yeah, there were. Yeah, there was all sorts of shit. It was just like dusty. Are you making this up as you go along? No. <laughs> you really sound like... Can you just get your story straight? There weren't an excess of spiders. Mm. There was a, there was a huge excess of flies. That's for absolute sure, certain. But there were a few spiders just because it was like dusty. Well, if there's an excess of flies, the spiders will be loving it. It's exactly where a spider wants to be. True. So maybe the flies attracted some spiders. But they, they, I didn't walk in and think, Jesus, I'm in a web. I'm Aragogs <laughs> in here. Friend of Hagrid over here. <laughs> I didn't think that. But then, so my housemate went out to get a fly swasser because we didn't know what else to do. Oh, right. Against yeah. my vegan wishes. And then he couldn't get back in. They'd fucking fucked the door. <laughs> and my neighbour came out, my scary neighbour, whispering that in case he hears, mm-hmm. came out and said, oh yeah, they someone came back at like 8pm after all the builders had left and were like, was like drilling your door like eight, and, 8 at night the night before. So they fucked the door or something. Don't know who that was. That's what I find suspicious. Yeah. That's what's weird. So then we were trying to phone the fucking landlord, fucking estate agents, not he lives in Singapore. He's not, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> You're never getting through to him. No fucking way. We were phoning them and being and being like, he's literally stuck outside and we're stuck in the house. What do we do? No one was answering. So we just had to call a random locksmith. <laughs> kind of Sandal Clegane. Oh God. <laughs> locksmith to me is like an old, <laughs> like ye old locksmith. <laughs> I wish it was Sandal Clegane. Where's the hound when you need him? You could just break through that door. Where's my boy? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking locksmith charged us 450 quid. So we're just invoicing them them for that now. And now you've got COVID to top it off. Woke up this morning. Turns out we've all got COVID. We're supposed to be going on a date. Just cancelled it. Mm -hmm. And then it's like press record. Off we go. (laughs) (laughs) Time to talk about some romance. (sighs) But how are you? Um... Should we just get straight into it? <laughs> let's get straight into it. Okay, let's get straight into it. Do you have one that you want to start with? Um, I did screenshot some that I really liked. You guys came through with so fucking much. People sent some really good things. Thank you to everyone who sent a message. I don't think we're going to get time to like go through... I mean, there were just so many. We're definitely not going to get time to go through all of them. But even the ones that we like, even the really good ones like yeah. that we want to talk about, we're not going to have enough time. There was one here that I really liked. Mm-hmm. This girl said, I've been having casual sex with my best friend. Is that a bad idea? Neither of us have feelings and everyone tells me it's a bad idea. Is it just part of the queer experience or an absolutely foul idea? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, okay, what do you think? I I think it's an absolutely foul idea, to be honest. Do you? Just in terms of your best friend, your best Mm. friend you're having casual Mm. sex with and neither of you have feelings. (laughs) It's Effie and Wings. That's not going to fucking happen. That's an absolutely foul idea. It's going to (laughs) be a disaster. Yeah. An absolute disaster. You and your best friend are having casual sex and neither of you have feelings. I think you might. Yeah. And is it part of the queer experience? I definitely think it's part of the queer experience to have sex with your friends casually but i don't think with your best Mm, friend best friend i think there must be feelings involved but that's why i think it is a kind of rites of passage for the queer experience i know so many best for actually interestingly one of my friends at uni had 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 sex with her best best friend like when they were a lot younger and she the the friend like essentially denies ever happened i mean this is what i mean it's just a recipe for disaster it's pretty painful yeah it's tough 
isn't it? I, I'm yet to hear a story where that's happened with someone that's closer than kind of just like friend at a party sort of thing where it's actually gone well well it's gone well for the friend the friend who can admit that it's happened doesn't really care has it gone well though because your fr- your best friend who you've had sex with is denying it ever happened that to me doesn't sound that went like that went well well they've just they're kind of just they won't acknowledge it they've like forgotten it but that's so weird she's kind of unbothered it is really weird she, it's, it's not like she's in love with her and it's everyone's cut up about it i think if you're the one who's like unbothered then it's fine but it's kind of the same with i guess it's the same with any casual quote unquote casual sex relationship but this is also the thing that i don't necessarily think that the the standard way that that would go wrong is one of you would be more invested than the other Mm. it causes a heartbreak but i almost think the more subtle ways that that could go wrong Mm -hmm. are, are really bad as well like someone pretending it never happened yeah i think that's actually quite painful to be like you're literally denying an experience i agree it's almost like even if you break that down on a normal friend level someone denies eating the the last slice of fucking pizza that you mm. they said you could have or something like like a basic fucking thing it would be really like no you fucking did I eat agree. it i fucking saw you eat it i agree but then also it's kind of so many experiences might go sour in the future so do we just deny ourselves everything i don't think it's a case of denial though if it's casual sex and you've got no feelings yeah then just stop doing it <laughs> it's like have sex with someone else then not your best friend yeah true like, that to me is like god you're causing unless it's like god we actually really like each other i've got to have sex with my best friend if it's just a casual thing honestly pick someone else i just think there are so many different people that you can have casual sex with rather than someone that you're invested in in that way can you though can you though because the security there is it can be really casual because so much of the relationship has already been unfolded and and sussed out like i get why that's very easy and comfortable for people but I agree with you. Just if I'm projecting my own experience on if on this, if I wanted to have casual sex with someone, I genuinely think the last fucking person I'd be thinking is, should I go through my friend group? <laughs> Me too. Who here am I really close with? And there's a lot wrapped up in, oh, maybe I'll have casual sex with you. That can't go wrong. I think I'd be thinking, right, who's who do I know the fucking least here? Yeah. Who's fit that I don't know? Who this if this can if you want it to stay casual, I think absolutely like. I know people that have slept with their friends and it can be really... Um, oh, no, I don't. It's always a mess. It's always a mess. <laughs> it's always a fucking mess. I have quite a similar one. I have a similar one. Can I tie this in? Yeah. This person said, I'm sleeping with my uni housemate. No one knows. And I think we're both catching feelings. And it just reminded me of this person because it's kind of... Yeah, you just better hope that we're both catching feeling you better just better hope yeah, yeah, and yeah. hold on tight that it's a mutual whether it's a mutual experience that you both don't care about or you're both mutually um catching feelings basically you either have to be mutually agree in the mutual agreement that this is casual or mutually like oh right should we give this a go then mm. it's basically relationships only get messy when there's like an imbalance in some way or like um yeah you're just feeling different yeah but humans don't work like that because also it's kind of you could be coming from different angles i think then the only way that that works is if someone wants something and someone wants something else you are fucked unless you can open up some sort of communication. So your perspectives don't necessarily have to align if your communication is still going to align. But if that is over, then the whole thing is going to fall through. I completely agree. I think it's absolutely um, within the range of healthy to have um, a natural imbalance because that is just how things work. Mm. I think the actual stem of when relationships go sour is when people stop communicating. Oh my God. Goes without saying. (laughs) Goes without fucking saying. But especially with 
with romantic situations the second things change I think you absolutely have to communicate that in just in terms of wait I actually think I am starting to catch feelings I think I am starting to like you or I think I'm starting to get a bit impossible impossible do you think impossible I think it's the only way I think out of however many listeners that I agree with you it's the only way it's never happening like (laughs) yeah yeah maybe I just think statistically how often does someone have the bollock to be like oh actually I don't fancy you anymore or like oh actually I really quite like you like I don't know if you like me like blah blah blah. we never do that we're fucking liars like if or if you do you've been working your way up for like two weeks to, to say something do you know what I mean like you've had to hype yourself up for like a month to finally be like I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to them tonight I'm gonna talk to them tonight I'm gonna tell them tonight and then you see them tonight you don't say anything <laughs> and you're like fuck next time I'll say something yeah completely I have been in so many situations where I'm helping someone script out their message or even myself I'm scripting out the message of like right okay Mm-hmm. how am I gonna exactly say word for word but then I do think that is just so necessary you know the I don't know if you're gonna want to bring this up is this one a script a scripture that we created this was <laughs> this was one of the scriptures that we we created and it was for um the love of my life yeah <laughs> to put it bluntly <laughs> yeah it's only the love of your life <laughs> And we, you basically were like, I just have to, I'm going to have to say it, like, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. This was, like, off the back of probably t- one too many Boba and Flex episodes. You were like, I just have to say how I feel. Truly. I think also when I was seeing this guy, which I have told the story many times, it was the 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 crux of my life. The crux. <laughs> it's the crux. And if you ever <laughs> listen to this, it's not about you. Um, <laughs> you got it all wrong. What was I going to say? God, I just thought of him and I've lost everything already. I've crumbled <laughs> oh into nothing. God. What was I even going to say? You're swooning the night away. We were saying, but you were like, I have to say I like him. And then when did you decide to do it? Oh my God. So I basically, we've been dating for like, honestly, what, six months at this point. It was like, right, okay, I think I need to at least say, by the way, I like you. Like, I need to like, <laughs> I like you. Okay, is that okay to say? But what were you going to say about that? That it went all wrong i was gonna say well you don't have to put it's up to you whether you want this but i was i think it's a really good example of like having to hype yourself up to have an honest communication with someone and then it kind of falls through i you described it as you had like quite a good like heart to heart moment like it was quite like not even a deep combo but just like you were in kind of a pillow talky vibe (laughs) which would have been perfect to say it then Mm -hmm. but two minutes later he's fingering you and you decided to say it then like (laughs) By the time you'd registered, this is the perfect time. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like 120 seconds too late. Too late. And it definitely did catch him off guard. Like kind of, oh, right, we're, we're still in the serious talk vibes, are we? Okay. It's like, do I stop? Or... <laughs> God, <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Which, this is why I just think it's funny that we're on a podcast being like, no, guys, like communicate. Like you have to come forward and say how you feel and say you've got mm-hmm. the ear and say that you like them and say how you feel and blah 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 but in reality it's like no you've been working your way up to that combo for like a week with your mates and then you finally see them and it's like oh fuck how the fuck am I supposed to say it now what's your fucking face I can't I don't want to say anything that's going to put you off of me I don't want to say anything that's going to give you an excuse for being scared off to be real that's the fear but then I do think it's like I the the content I needed at that time was the content that would say you have to do it because if you don't do it you are fucked yeah so you have two options right now okay you don't say anything and you're fucked or you do say something and it's a crossroads between you're fucked and you're great 
there is no other option than to say literally exactly how you're feeling because if you say nothing you are honestly doing yourself not even a Mm -hmm. disservice you are literally sending yourself to the depths of hell and you will never recover you have to be honest to yourself and say i'm seeing you and i like you is that so outrageous no Mm -hmm. well that's what i was going to say is the funny thing about that situation is the person who decides to be honest and say look i like you at the wrong time or whatever blah 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 is seen is we're like oh that's the weird one but actually the other the fucking guy is the weird one for spending six months with someone and never being like yeah i like you well this is the problem with modern dating i guess that you're Mm -hmm. you have to keep up this pretense that you're unbothered and unfazed and you don't care if you never take me back i don't really give a fuck don't give a shit about this person yeah but it's actually like of course you're both invested in some way otherwise why would you bother there is some kind of weird it's it's kind of a momentum a building of this thing the longer you spend with them the more you like them of course it is it's coming to some point where of course you need to tell them it's weird that it's like keep it hidden keep it hidden seem unbothered basically they're gonna act like they don't like you at all mm-hmm. that's fucked to me that doesn't actually compute in my brain if, if i try and like practice kind of being honest in every other element of my life why when it comes to dating is it like well keep that part of me hidden if I'm on like a mission in life and I hope we all are mm. to be like authentic without the fucking care in the world and free in yourself, why would it's like, oh my God, but that boy's cute. He can never see the real me. He can never know how I'm feeling. It's like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Fuck this. I agree. It's the kind of the funny thing as well of like, well, it's just kind of how little we're willing to settle for really. Kind of you saying like, the more, and then the more you see them, the more you like them and blah, blah, blah. But it's actually like, the more you don't see them, the more you like them. Yeah. Or the more they don't text you back you like them because it's their absence that kind of keeps you going because it ends up being a whole um it's it's the idea of that person rather than literally who they actually are as a human or what you've actually experienced with them it's the potential absolutely because i don't think it's even that you like them it's that you build a narrative of what your future looks like Mm, identity so many people in the in the dms and in the when we asked the question on the story were actually saying that they're with their boyfriend because they've got a picture of themselves it's actually an ego thing Mm -hmm. and an idea of that what their future will look like with this person rather than actually about the person date one you kind of like them date two date three by date fucking ten you're you're hooked you're fixated on what your imagined future looks like with this person and actually i think that is the delusion of dating and love it's not actually about this person it's very easy to slip from Mm -hmm. um, a genuine like of this person which comes from your own sense of self-esteem of like oh this person would be a great addition to my life and actually into like a desperation i need them i need them my life is shit without them i have to have them to fill some kind of void and my future is fucked if it goes a different path which romance could be such a Mm -hmm. more fun um sort of landscape if we all just were like, right, okay, like what would be a great addition right now? Like, I don't actually need this person, but they'd be great to go to the fucking cinema with. They'd be great to um, go on a date with, blah, 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 blah. Rather than it's like, I need this person to be my boyfriend. I need him to meet my family. Does he like me? Does he like me? It's like, oh, d- look, we're, we're barking up the wrong tree here. Mm-hmm. Do you like you? Does he like you? Do you like you? Yeah. No. Because <laughs> also in my depths of liking mm. someone, in my depths of needing this person to like me and validate me it was completely completely coming from a place of i wouldn't even say self-hatred but it was coming from a, it was definitely coming from a place of like needing them rather than wanting them by the end this sounds really like just a <laughs> like redundant point just sounds like a cliche to throw out but i actually think it's really true of what you put out is what you will get back so yeah. if you're putting out some any sort of like desperation or like fear 
and like if you're putting out anxiety when it comes to like um dating and sex and romance and love and relationships if relationships put you on edge you're gonna get back relationships that you feel insecure in because you'll be not even it's not even like as simple as you'll be attracting insecure relationships it's just when someone comes into your life and they make you feel insecure you'll keep them around because you you won't have it in you to move on and move past it or identify and see it for what it is yeah do you know what I mean it's not just like oh I'm feeling a bit purple so I'm gonna attract purple things it's like I I don't even mean it in a wishy-washy way even though it kind of is I'm thinking of a white butterflies and I'm waiting for my white butterfly to appear I'm gonna see one yeah but it's kind of the the fact of like if you're feeling really anxious and insecure in relationships and in yourself like in relation to others Mm -hmm. then of course you're gonna slip into those routines with other people and sustain them and even in like a more kind of tangible way of like literally what you do will allow them to treat you as you have shown them that you will be allowed to be treated Mm -hmm. did that make sense i don't know yeah you set the standard if you allow bad communication to come to you or almost like abusive sex that you don't enjoy Mm -hmm. and if they think that you will allow that they'll do what they can get away with in a way like Mm. if you set the precedent that a text every two days is acceptable then that is what you shall receive like Mm -hmm. your wish is my command yeah yeah. that is exactly what you will be served if it's a guy that kind of is in the early stages of dating finds out that um they can just wank into you leave it after they finish wanking into your vagina and not text you for two days and you then when they next text you when they're next horny you reply being like oh yeah yeah that date would be really good Mm -hmm. okay well brilliant you've just set the precedent of Mm -hmm. that is exactly what you shall get the next time um which is so fucking hard like i completely understand when you're in that thing of like oh like i kind of really like them and it's like exciting to get a text and and you're just kind of almost in some state of denial that it's like worship the ground you they will come yeah and it's almost you're in a state of denial that that wasn't that and that it was actually you did get something out of it and it's blah 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 blah. but actually if you break it down to what actually happened or i think the a great way to look at it which we've spoken about loads of times in terms of sex but also in romance is like who got more out of that experience say you went on a date you had sex you had like a cup of fucking tea with them whatever who got more out of that i'm sure when you look back on it if we're talking about heteronormative relationships, fucking don't know what percentage, but more, more, more than often, it is the man that got way more out of that. And I think when you actually start breaking that down, dating looks pretty bleak. Mm-hmm. Um, loads of people said something similar to this. This person said, being 21 and never had a boyfriend, lol. But I feel like, a lo- and a lot of people, we always get messages um, about people um, feeling aware of, like, they haven't had a relationship and they're X, Y, Z age, or they haven't had sex and they're x y and z age Mm. um i feel like you you know what's coming you know what we're gonna say like doesn't matter (laughs) it's the weird like box checking thing yeah it's yeah it's so interesting when people have specific hooks on this because especially virginity i feel is a huge thing that people get very like i just need to tick the box and they'll kind of have some kind of mediocre sex which is kind of the dick kind of goes halfway in they're like fine finally i've done it i've done it i'm free i'm free 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 but it's like (laughs) i'm free i'm free god like the pressure we put on like Mm. young girls to 
um watermelons and boys like there is just a societal pressure to like mm. have a little penis in your vagina and then you're done it's like oh my god like can we actually calm down like it's it leaves no room for what actual sex is meanwhile all these girls are all having sex with their friends anyway literally it's so <laughs> fucked up it's like okay so what that you've been now validated by the kind of tip of a man's penis inside mm. your body thank god thank god i'm part of the club now it's like really it means nothing like truly cannot explain how nothing it means i think it comes down to that thing of like the just the worst thing in in like human existence just feeling like everyone else is in on something you're not you're not a part of it like just a real like hyper awareness of how you don't fit in to what everyone else is doing they've all done something and you're you're abnormal like i'll just die then yeah (laughs) like worst feeling i was talking to my school friends about this the other day we actually it was so nice we we were actually gonna start a book club i think um not public private members only just the three of us (laughs) sorry you say that i wouldn't be surprised if she started charging you a fee to (laughs) be like it's members only unless you give me 25 quid (laughs) on the side inbox only (laughs) dm me on instagram my like little capricorn (laughs) comes out yeah you're starting a book club but um we were talking about virginity like just around our little dinner um and because we all went to school together and we were talking about like how I don't know. I, I think in my a lot of my friends lost their virginity like incredibly young. I hope I'm not going to name any names. Hope they don't mind. Kind of thirteen kind of vibes. And I genuinely thought that would was kind of normal. I didn't lose my virginity until later than thirteen. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. But I remember we were all sitting there like kind of probably we were like 14 maybe I don't know how old we were 13 14 and we're all sitting there like having a conversation about sex and stuff and there was one girl who was super mean she left and I did never liked her but one of these girls is still friends with her was she the one that said you couldn't be a slut if you tried no that was a different girl she wasn't even cool that was just fucking rude (laughs) that was outrageous oh I thought she was a mean girl yeah yeah this is a different mean girl there were so many mean girls I think that's kind of, ugh, just people are fucking mean. Mm, so mean, it's outrageous. They were talking about sex. I think someone was saying that they gave their boyfriend head with a Dorito in their mouth. Ooh. You know, the kind of combos, you know, the kind of vibes. Someone was saying, oh my God, someone had sex with a plastic bag. Ooh. 
What do you mean had sex with a plastic bag? Instead of a condom, they had sex. Oh no, they had sex with their boyfriend using like a fucking Sainsbury's bag. Wow. It's like you're you're being raped. I'm so sorry. The infections. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? It's where COVID started. <laughs> and we were all having a conversation about like these kind of sexual encounters and i think i must have piped up with something and been like blah 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 blah. you're all getting raped i don't know what i was saying (laughs) i was was gonna say what what did you like what kind of thing like i piped up with something something of your experience or just like a thought no no because i i had had no experience i was just talking from the heart i guess (laughs) this doesn't you were prepping for goes without saying yeah 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 I was just talking. I said, how can I be of service in this conversation to my friends? <laughs> and I came out with something. And one of the mean girls, yeah. who were also my friends, mm. said, uh, sorry, but you don't have any experience. So you don't know what you're talking about. I don't think you can comment. Oh my God. And I remember that that feeling of feeling like, oh, I'm not in the club. I'm not in the club as a 14 year old um, wow. virgin. I'm not in the club. I can't make a comment. But obviously I was really indignant and thought, <laughs> I don't need fucking experience to comment, bitch. I can comment. Kind of, I had sex with the guy from the Naked Brothers Band in my head when I was nine. I just told you that I've been having sex with <laughs> Zach from Zach and Cody since I was 11 in my mind. <laughs> but I do think that there definitely is that idea. And then that pressure builds more as you get older. And there's an idea that you're mm. um, falling behind and things like that. But yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say though I feel like it's not that inter- interesting or like surprising that that um like if people have a hook on this because if you don't have that hook it just looks slightly different for you or it just changes as you get older all my friends are having babies and I'm not having a baby all my friends have got a proper job with a great salary and they're getting big promotions and I don't have that everyone's getting engaged and I'm not engaged everyone's moved away and I'm still here it's just comparison it's yeah it's just just because it's not it doesn't look like oh everyone at school has lost their virginity and I haven't anymore it is the same thing. It's all rooted in that same feeling. Of feeling left behind, I think, and feeling different and othered. And yeah, and really um, aware of how you're living your life and you must be living it wrong. But it's a feeling of lack. It's a feeling of um, everyone else has this thing. And then I, I think a lot of the quest- a lot of the things we were getting in the DMs were that people felt there's something wrong with them. Oh my God. That's what people were saying. I, I remember someone saying, I don't know, they said like in their 20s, like never had a relationship, like no one's ever loved me, so I must just be unlovable. Oh my God. Yeah, no. I know. Really horrible. No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't have anything to say apart from just like tears. Just not. It's just so... It's like we just went silent. It's actually quite painful that I do think this pressure is on girls more because there's the idea that, I don't know, it, it it's that... If, if a guy hasn't been in a relationship um, by a certain age, then he's a fuckboy. He's fucking around. Which means no one notices. No, it's not even a thing. It's like, oh, if he's in a relationship, he's tied down, whatever. If a girl hasn't, it's like she's um, kind of the last left on the shelf. Mm. It's kind of no one asked her to dance at the prom. And she's one of those girls in Greece tapping their feet at the side. That's exactly what I was thinking of. It's just not it. But it's also, the problem is then you take that kind of fear with you. Because then you won't even then you will push away like dating someone because it's like oh they're not going to be like my first boyfriend like this old guy i don't want this guy yeah yeah. you end up rejecting you lose out on situation or you lose out on the experiences that would have shaped you that you lose out on the experiences that would have been a bit of fun maybe because yeah you want to prescribe to like a certain narrative and you want to tell the story a certain way I completely agree. I was literally about to use the phrase like personal narratives. I do think it is about your personal narrative of Mm. what I 
envisioned as my first boyfriend oh well this guy i'm talking to doesn't really look like that fucking zach efron that i've always imagined so it can't be right it's not him yeah (laughs) it becomes an identity thing for example if you um were worried about virginity or worried about not having a boyfriend or if you're worried about um there are you're queer and there's no queer people in your town and how you ever it's it becomes almost like um a narrative of like i will always be like this that's the role that i fit yeah but it's almost like there is no evidence to suggest that just because things have been a certain way that they will always be that way there's just nothing to suggest that's going to happen like i always say this but when things change they when things start changing they change really quickly you need to be prepared for that narrative shift to happen in yourself that it's like okay so if you've always identified as a girl without a boyfriend okay well you could meet someone on fucking tuesday Mm. and they could be your boyfriend by the fucking following tuesday like obviously that's a fucking quick turnaround but i've seen i've seen it happen quicker Mm -hmm. like if you've always been identified or even with it in a month whatever Mm -hmm. and you've got to be prepared for that to change as soon as you have um a narrative hook on i am a virgin i'm a virgin oh my god i'm a virgin okay well you have sex it will last what fucking 30 seconds sometimes god knows you then you'll change forever are you okay with that what are you going to do then mm-hmm. and i think it's really important to be fluid with these things and also like hold things really lightly like if you have an attachment to one of these things it's like that will be gone in a second it will be gone in a second oh my god it's what my therapist said um choose what you want to take with you and pack light pack lightly honestly pack lightly don't be carrying around the weight of like i'm a virgin can change an instant what it, let's open this case up what the fuck have you put in this big old suitcase of yours what's going on in here it's a mess you've packed fucking snorkels we're going to the himalayas <laughs> you've packed all the wrong shit you've packed a fur coat for the bahamas and also kind of um i'm gonna run with the metaphor just because everyone in the room was packing their suitcase and they were packing big snowsuit and big old boots and ski outfits never been skiing but you get the vibe. I don't know what you guys bring yeah. when you go skiing, but ski. What ski do you bring? Salopettes, <laughs> I believe they're called with the big fucking trousers. Everyone else is packing fucking ski shit. Mm. That doesn't mean you have to pack ski shit. You're going to a different place. Pack your bikini. It's fine. Just because everyone else is packing the same shit, you're not yeah. going to the same destination. So don't bring the same shit with you. You choose. Also, this is the thing, like with. I'm going to use virginity because I think it was one of the most common Mm. things we got and also it just works. There's the pressure to have sex even when you don't want to have sex. That is rape culture. Mm. That is a girl feeling like they should do something that they don't want to do. They are essentially not consenting to this or the only reason they are consenting to this is because there is a coercion, a pressure, i.e. it's not consensual. From a societal lens, society is essentially fucking raping you Mm. Mm -hmm. and telling you to have sex with some scrappy boy around the fucking corner who's 14 that wants to have sex with you behind the bike sheds that's not okay you don't have to have sex if you don't want to there was no way at fucking 14 i was ready to have sex there is no fucking way mm-hmm. and that's fine yeah it's more than fine because there'll be a day when you think oh actually i kind of want to do that and even if there's not a day that's fucking fine then you don't want to do it why are you being told you should do it mm. if i never want to go into the fucking cinema again i believe me i won't be going mm-hmm. it's it's sad that there's this weird fucking societal pressure that you've got to do something that you literally don't want to do that is called rape oh it's so true <laughs> god <laughs> powerful <laughs> that is called rape end the podcast end <laughs> 
I thought this one was quite interesting and I don't really know what I think. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you. Someone said, I've been dating my boyfriend for almost a year now and he has yet to tell me about any of his exes. Red flag mm-hmm. or green tick? I also screenshotted that one. I don't think I know my thoughts either. Let me look. They've been dating for a year, almost a year, but he's yet to tell me about any of his exes, good or bad. I need more info there. Same. I need everything. I'm desperate for a crumb or... I need names. I need images. I need email addresses. I need well, addresses. Even, even, even if I don't need names and email addresses and images, I kind of want to know, like, have you asked? And he's been reluctant to say, are there any exes? Does he just not have any? Like, is this something that he's actually denying to speak about? Or have you not brought it up at all? Obviously, this is... Don't take any action based on my advice which i don't know anything about this again i'll need email addresses i'll need photos i'll need info but i from that as a as a small one sentence kind of little bite-sized treat that you've given us i would a little bombshell little bombshell i would be veering on the side of red flag if that is a big if it has been a topic that has been i declined to speak about i.e you've said please could you tell me about your like dating history like who have you dated like what have your exes been like and he's like i will not be disclosing that information with you but but let's have sex so it's kind of is he joe from you yeah yeah <laughs> it's like is he he murdered them they don't <laughs> exist anymore they're all dead well, you start to get shifty about <laughs> your yeah. next it's kind of you're finding old like teeth and tampons in a box above his bathroom <laughs> oh my god that is <laughs> I love that show so much. <laughs> I really want that to come back. I hated season two. Such a bad aesthetic, season two, I thought. LA vibes. Season one, so grimy in New York. Mm, oh, New York, yeah. Bex, her name or something. So stunning. Beck, yeah. Then season two, grocery store. Yeah, but I thought that girl was so stunning. What's her name? Victoria? Is that her name? Well, her name was Love in the show. Yeah, but I think her name IRL is Victoria. Because like, I love you, love. I have no idea. I'm making that up. Anyway. So stunning. Um, dump him. Next question. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't you dare dump him. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe just ask him. I would say actually ask him if you haven't already and be like, right, actually, we need to initiate this conversation of... Because almost it's like, why is it bothering you? I think with, with my thing of like, this is about communication, I think it's not... I asked him and he didn't say anything, but it's almost like, could you just explain to me why you go a bit shifty every time I talk about exes like mm. are there a box of teeth above your sink like mm. I'm st- I do need to have some information on your history just because if there was any topic not even about exes or anything like every time that I bring up the topic of Sainsbury's my boyfriend says I don't really want to talk about it <laughs> I would be like right okay what happened in Sainsbury's there's something going on here yeah I think with lots of um like dating sub relationship stuff, just anything involving more than one person, a lot of it comes down to like the principle. Exactly. Yeah. As in, it's not even that you needing to know about his ex, that his past experiences is important. It's not yeah. necessarily important at all. But it's the principle of if you are asking to communicate honestly and openly, and you are giving everything quite generously to him, and that is not being reciprocated, mm. or there are pieces of information that are being omitted by him, then it's the principle of that dishonesty. And like potential betrayal more than you just deserving to know about this one ex that he had, you know? It's the principle. Completely. Because also with the principle, it's like that is a valid thing to fight for. Oh, the most. And I almost think there is no 
reason even if it's like right i don't want to give specifics for some reason he doesn't want to say names but almost like i think what's actually important isn't necessarily the specifics of okay so there was jessica then there was michelle i don't think that's actually what you're asking for i think there would be a valid thing in being like i don't want to talk about this because i actually have some trauma around it like Mm. it's almost like what is the reason that you can't tell me oh i find it because most likely i would feel that a likely thing would be oh, I feel like it makes me uncomfortable talking to you about this because you're my current girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I would assume you wouldn't want to hear it. I would be unsurprised if that's what he came out with if this was an honest convo. But I almost think it's like more importantly than actually knowing, okay, so she had brown hair and she had big tits, like whatever, like actually knowing the the details. What I would actually want to know is why are you withholding info from me? Like, is there a reason why? Like, if it's too big for me to know, that's fine. But like, could you just give me some clue as to why this hasn't been a convo yet? I agree. Perfect. Solved. <laughs> Mischief managed. Sorry, that's the worst. <laughs> I solemnly swear that I am talking shit. <laughs> um, okay, can I bring something up, actually? Because yeah. it kind of ties back to what we were talking about earlier, in a weird way. This person said, and I just thought, sounds like it would be good for our podcast. Mm. This person said, when a friend is dumped in a fling that only lasted around a month and is still upset a few months later... <laughs> it's like are you asking for a friend it's kind of hypothetically <laughs> speaking a friend was dumped <laughs> but they said when a friend is dumped in a fling that only lasted around a month and is still upset a few months later many other friends comment she's being ridiculous and they're invalidating her feelings it's fascinating to see how a girl's heartbreak is only seen as valid if she's been dating someone for years i've mm-hmm. often felt like my shortest relationships have had the most impact on me maybe because I always think about what could have been if things had worked and there is more opportunity for fantasy love to hear your thoughts xx love the pod how nice love that thank you so love much that's a great question and I completely agree with every word yeah I thought we should raise that because it's, we've had many a combo on this about mm. how um when something isn't given like a title or it isn't deemed serious on a, like a societal level, or maybe even wasn't deemed serious by one of the parties, it must mean that you're not allowed to be upset about it. You're definitely not allowed to be upset about it for a long period of time or what other people would consider to be a long period of time. You really shouldn't even remember them. You should never think about them. You should have closed the chapter. They never crossed your mind. You've completely moved on. But actually, I agree with this person in saying like it's those relationships where you didn't get closure, you didn't get to see something through, you never got to communicate honestly. It all feels like, what is it, like ships in the night? Like it all (laughs) feels like some sort of foiled plan, some sort of abolished mission. It's kind of your potential has been cut off. It's kind of Ned Stark being killed in series one. Spoiler, I'm so Spoiler. sorry. Spoiler. It's yeah. like, Jesus, he was supposed to be my main character. How dare he die in season one? Uh huh. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting, rooting for, for you. you. Now your whole family's in a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. That's actually just specific to Game of Thrones. Doesn't relate. Well, it's going to take us 10 seasons to get out of this mess now. To get out yeah. of this mess. Yeah. Every bad decision you made right now, Ned is the whole fate of everyone else. Well, that's the perfect example, though. Someone that was there for such a short amount of time. And you thought you were following. Bang, cut. And now it's going to take you season after season after season to slowly move on from them. Mm -hmm. To rebuild. To get over that moment. Yeah. That POV shot, little Maisie's in the background. We can't cope with it. Oh, don't. It's too gutting. It's too gutting. Oh, my God. Sansa's like, you promised him mercy. <laughs> That's, now I'm just talking about awful, Game of Thrones. Awful. But that is it. You, you envision someone as um, 
going further than season one you see this as okay 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 and then it gets cut off prematurely in your eyes Mm -hmm. you weren't reading the fucking script you just were like oh my god okay i assume you're my fucking protagonist it's more heartbreaking their fucking head gets chopped off i.e they break up break up with you whatever it doesn't work out Mm -hmm. it's so much more jarring in a way that had its chance than a relationship Mm -hmm. following the like traditional route of destruction i.e it plays out you're not working even if that breakup does come as a shock it's almost like okay well we tried and it didn't work i do think there's something particularly painful and i'm not saying it's more painful because in a way i don't think it's more painful i just think it's a specific pain Mm -hmm. and almost like a pain that's easy to be like gaslit out of of like oh okay that was casual i'm so sorry but why does it feel so fucking painful Mm -hmm. the label of casual doesn't necessarily mean painless hurts in itself yeah Uh uh-huh well that even just someone calling it casual is like, oh, well, it wasn't casual to mm. me. Oops. That in itself is pretty heartbreaking. It's kind of you're wearing a ball gown. Someone's like, I'm glad to see you dress casual. It's like, oh, I really actually tried fucking hard, actually. It's what we used to say about um, you turn up to a party with a script. You turn up as if it's office hours. Yeah. You've turned up as if it's someone's fucking office hours. I haven't heard that in so long. Yeah, but it's, it was just a party. But you tu- you made it fucking office hours. It's not office hours. Can you re-explain the mantra to us? I've I've kind of forgotten it. Right. So it was... It was us writing scriptures for Sefi, I'm not going to lie, for Sefi's one that got away, the love of her life. Oh, I was scripting out to um, the love of my life. And yeah. there would have been like an event, like you were going on a date or you were. he was maybe going to be at a party or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're coming to this party or you're coming to this meeting with a whole script that he has to follow. And I said, it's like, you're you're coming to a party with your fucking essay ready for him to mark as if it's office hours, like as if you're going to see your uni lecturer and get him to talk through what went wrong in the seminar. Yeah. It's like, you're at a fucking party. It's casual. But you've literally brought a fucking binder <laughs> full of fucking notes. Yeah. And I'm there. Well, then he shall say blah, blah, blah. And then I shall reply. Yeah, exactly. I'd written and I, I was attached to, as Bobo would say, I was attached to outcomes the whole time. Outcomes. I really yeah. was. Office well. hours. And then we would flip that metaphor sometimes and say, you're treating this like a party, but now you're actually at office hours. Like you're coming with casual vibes. Oh, like what? Well, I think we d- we used to flip it around all the time. We always used to say. Well, we always we also brought in. You're going to the ice cream shop. Oh god, <laughs> the most chaotic metaphor. It's ice cream party, but you're coming <laughs> with office hours. I don't know. Well, like, what is office hours? I haven't. I honestly haven't heard that phrase in office three hours. Years. Office hours. It's, if I was a lecturer, I'd say well, my office hours are like eleven a.m. till one on Tuesday. And it's like you're outside their fucking door shaking, like, <laughs> please tell me I go first, otherwise I'm gonna have to die. <laughs> like, so, honestly, sweating your nut off yeah. out there. And you come in after act really naturally, your hand shaking around your coffee, like, oh my god. It's like, can I bribe you with sex or no? <laughs> like, genuine question. <laughs> I've cried in many in office hours, just not good. I've actually only have cried. You? In, I've cried in one office hours. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, with Sue. With Sue. With fucking Sue. <laughs> Sue, yeah. honestly, she should get sued for her lack Sue of acknowledgement the of day. social anxiety. She crossed you. <laughs> Over public speaking and now you roast her on your podcast. What a turn of events. I'm actually going to have to say what she said because I just find it outrageous and I still think, mm-hmm. should I email? Should I fucking email? Oh, I absolutely think you should. I'll write it for you if you want. We, I've said it before. I had quite crippling social anxiety to do with seminars at uni. It's all good. It's all good now. I don't have to ever step foot in one again. But also, I think I overcame <laughs> a certain amount of it during my therapy. But mm-hmm. I had to present, which presenting, if you've ever um, been in a seminar, you'll know that presenting is kind of the worst thing in life. 
and I had to present and I went in I was like Sue I just don't think I can fucking do it like the idea of standing at the front of the class and fucking presenting is gonna make me vom so I and then I started crying and said Sue please can I just write an essay or anything (laughs) instead please 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 I will cry because you thought it was just a general old thing that you're doing in seminars but it was actually a graded thing I remember you finding out she was like this is graded this is like a piece of the module but so many people like like for example i knew other people that had written essays and stuff and i was like yeah, please can yeah. i just get in on the essay thing but mm-hmm. then it turns out she was like no you can't do that sorry because i put you with this girl and she's really shy so you need to be the girl with her and i was like this seems quite unfair but whatever and i remember one of the phrases she said to me she was like um what are you gonna do in the real world the real world here it comes again back to bite us in the ass and i thought i'm gonna fucking start a fucking podcast bitch uh-huh. turns out now public speaking is my whole thing the real world the real world but i went in and i honestly nailed the presentation nailed it oh my god and then you came back and said from now on in my life i only want it's only amazing things i said i'm only doing amazing things from now on because i got over my biggest fear in that moment and stuck it to sue's fucking face bitch face she's actually super intelligent i actually re- do you know what was so gutting about it i really admired her i think that's what was so gutting about it <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of you are a man who saw this woman thought she was super hot came onto her in the street started doing a cat calling she turned you down now you're like you're fucking bitch you're not even that hot anyway yeah genuinely sue you're not even that clever anyway <laughs> she is actually but it was just gutting i really admired her i yeah. went with her, to her with a real kind of mental health issue and she went no what are you gonna do in the real world and i just thought i'll fucking die in the real world then sue mm. i'll fucking die if that's what you want but you actually went well looks like i'm doing the presentation then i guess <laughs> i actually thought actually kind of fight or flight kicked in i fought and i won yeah yeah this isn't to do with romance though <laughs> This one made me laugh so much. Like, well, just even in terms of, I want to know what you would say. It's just kind of, I don't know oh what I would do. But also not kink shaming. You do you, but I just don't know what I would say to this. Okay. Someone said, I was on a first date. A guy asked me what my kinks were. And he said he was into blood and biting. That's all the details they've given. And I just want to know what you would say to that. If you're on a date with someone that said, oh, I'm quite into blood and biting. Like, Edward. Some guy drew blood on you, no? Someone drew blood on me? (laughs) No, no, I don't mean drew blood on you. I mean, they drew blood from you. They bit my mouth. But I think that was more of an accident from them. (laughs) It surely had to be an accident. It wasn't a move. I don't think it was a move, no. I think it was an accidental, you really just bit me, actually. I think it depends, like, what, if they were giving me, I don't know, it depends what their whole vibe was. Do you know what I mean? Is that a straight no from you? I think that's like, you're biting me till you bleed. They took Twilight too far. <laughs> it isn't, well, yeah, it literally, it literally is Edward Cullen. Well, it's kind of the opposite of Edward Cullen. He, he doesn't want to bite. He doesn't even want to be in the same room as her. He doesn't even want to be in science lab with her. <laughs> He's like, your smell, your smell is repulsive. <laughs> yeah. But it's actually too good for words. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would find, like, do you know what I mean? That, that's not a straight no from me. Really? Blood and biting? Yeah, for sure. I don't really know what would be, do you know what I mean? A straight no. What would be a, be a like, I have to call this off now. Like, I can't go any further with the date. <laughs> I think I think it would be more about them like I think it is it doesn't necessarily matter what the specific thing is if I get you as a whole do you get what I mean 
what if it's shit what if it's i want to shit on you oh well then it's gonna be look i don't think i can do that personally (laughs) so if that's a big thing for you then yeah you should look for someone else but like if you're fine to leave it out of the relationship then yeah that's the thing if this is the only way you can have sex is through blood the only way you're kind of picturing it sebastian stan and you're like well fine i'll fucking do it then no i'm i'm not i'm not at all yeah, if it's the only way that they ever want to have sex, then yeah, we're not going to be sexually compatible because I'm not ble- I, Look, I, I think I bleed pretty easy. I'm not doing that every time. It's knackering. I'm exhausted. I think it's just a bit army hammer. Oh, well, that is disgusting. It's a bit cannibal. That's horrific. Yeah. That's the vibe it gives me. It's like you want to bite just a bite or do you want to bite into my skin yeah no they just want to bite you they don't want to bite into you they're not taking a chunk out of you but then what suck the blood i think they want to smear the blood well they, they're gonna pierce the skin <laughs> which i just think you're fucking mitts off my skin but they're not chewing it off you would hope i i agree i agree by choice no like i, I don't but then i also think a small bite is fine well a small bite but i don't like the idea of drawing blood I, I think it just depends on the whole person, the whole vibe for me. To me, what I'm getting from that is that they love blood. <laughs> it's less about the bite and more about the blood. Because I think if you like, just like biting, I don't think you'd mention blood. I don't even like the word blood. I think they love blood. Right. You think if they've said biting and blood, what the truth of it is, is actually like tearing one of your limbs off. I know. I just think they, they, they're not so much. The biting is a means of an, a means of an end to get to the blood. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, it's kind of, um, if I thought I wasn't going to be vegan anymore, if I thought I'm going to start eating real steak and shit, I would ease you lot in by saying, oh, I'm just, I'm having, I'm reintroducing eggs back into my diet, right? But the actual, the aim of the game is... Blood. You're going in for the full steak. Yeah, I get that. I'm going in for blood. I agree. I don't think you mention blood and it's like, oh, sometimes I bite you without blood. I think... I can give or take it, yeah. It's basically you're kind of getting like needles out and you're getting blood out of me. Like you're into, you're into like blood Fucking hell. Well, yeah, I wouldn't love that. I would go so far to say I would hate that. <laughs> Getting needles out is quite extreme, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I've taken it too far. He didn't actually say anything about needles. But I think, I, I think, I honestly think it's more about the person and like their... I hate to always talk about communication because it's so boring, but like... But it's so fucking true. If you can communicate effectively and like you're being honest and open about what you like then it could be whatever, like, within reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the main thing, is, like, you're mature and, like, confident and safe. Yeah. That's the main thing, I think. Okay, this is going to sound like me digging up graves (laughs) and going back to what we were talking about 10 minutes ago, but I just really... I just saw this message and I really wanted to say it, and we can add in... There's whole new layers to dig into. Mm. I love the sound. Let's go grave digging. Well, it's a sad one. Okay, let's go grave digging. There was no one else I'd rather dig graves with. Mm, no, it goes without saying. This person said, it's honestly weird being 20 and never having a boyfriend or girlfriend and not even had someone who seemed like a possibility. This is the bit that I think is particularly interesting. They said, it's hard to tell if I have standards or if I'm just awful at connecting with people at all. That's really interesting. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah. Because I think whether or not you've had a boyfriend or girlfriend or or like you know regardless of that i think someone feeling like okay do i have do i just have standards do i have like an idea of what i want and what i'm not willing to negotiate on or is there just no one here for me to connect with like am i am i actually alone on this rock that i'm floating on (laughs) 
I think the crux of that, first crux of the episode, potentially, how many more would there be? Well, the other crux was... Um, uh, oh. Your crux. The crux of life, as we may say. So it's the second crux. <laughs> He's actually so not a crux. Let's actually not give him the fucking credit to be a crux. He's actually just like... No, but you made him a crux. So let's give you the power. It's not about him, what he did. It's about you. It was your... But I told you he's away. He's away. How do you know? My friend looked on his Facebook. Yeah, did I tell you this? He's gone. So basically, I have not looked at any of his social media. Luckily, he's kind of not on social media. Yeah. And he, my friend was like, can I just look? And I was with her and I was like, yeah, fuck it, look. What's he fucking doing? Kind of expecting to see radio silence. He's in misery. Yeah. Fucking picture. He's like gone on holiday to like, he's in America he's having basically. The time having life, the time's life. Posted kind of what I would say is like a topless photo which was quite out of character i thought <laughs> it's kind of a photo of his back mm. well you don't know this guy anyway it's a different person now i know and i just thought god you god this is um yeah wasn't really expecting you to be out of the country i kind of have built an idea of that your life has fallen to, to a shambles well is that oh you still exist yeah i think that's a hard thing honestly the, the hardest thing is their life continues. Well, and also, even if you are at peace with things, it, it would be... It's just weird how humans are set up. Like, you can't just kind of... I don't know. Sometimes you just want to check in on... Yeah. Like, just on people. Do you know what I mean? But I, d- I don't think I can check in. I genuinely think, for me, I cannot... Oh, no, I don't think you can check in either. I cannot check in. <laughs> I don't think you can check in. I don't think you need to, to be honest. It's not worth it. But that's why it's like, that was the first ever check-in yeah. of, of my friend looking at his social media and it was not what I wanted to see. Yeah. A, quite a stunning, I would say, back photo of him <laughs> in the ocean. And I thought, Jesus, yeah. this isn't what I needed to see. Yeah. Not what I needed to see. But anyway, this girl, what was I going to say? About having standards or connecting with people. Oh, the crux of what I think this would be is that I think, did she word it as in, I'm awful at connecting with people? I don't Mm -hmm. think that is the case. I thought it was that I can't connect with people. No, she said, it's hard to tell if I have standards or I'm just awful at connecting with people at all. Awful at connecting with people. Mm -hmm. I think that is the bit, those aren't the two options. That's not option A, you have standards. Option B, you're awful at connecting with people. I don't think that's the case. There's a grey area in between. There are people around you now that may not match the energy. They may not match what you are giving out and what you want i want to receive i don't know you can spend a lot of your life around people that you think am i just awful at connecting with these people or am i just connecting in a different way like communication is weird and there's only so much you can do to be a good communicator if the, your communication style is different from the people around you and if you're what 1920 or something did she say yeah she's 20 20 she's 20 come on you're at work you're at uni whatever you're doing you're at college you've just been at school i'm guessing like what are the chances that people just born in the same area to you mm. are gonna one match your standards be good enough for you and two be people you can connect with in that like quite difficult romantic way Mm. i don't think it's that you're awful at connecting or communicating i think it's that these people are just not the people that you can connect or communicate with not right for you i think that goes across all relationships it's kind of um it seems to be the theme of or my theme of the episode i keep saying going on and on about feeling like um you're just you're not here to connect with everyone you're just not yeah no you're not gonna be every like you're not gonna like everyone i think this and not everyone's gonna like you it's kind of that simple yeah i think that takes a lifetime though to learn as in like if you die at like 101 years old it will have taken you the whole time and it's only on your deathbed that you're like oh shit just clicked it actually doesn't matter 
if people do or don't like me. Just the theory about death that I used to have that kind of relates to that. Right. In that the idea that you work that out when you're 101, potentially, or you work it out on your deathbed. Uh-huh. Me and my friend used to have a theory. What if the moment you die is the moment you like work something out like that? Like as soon as you work it out, you die. Like that is you ascending to the next level. Oh, right. Kind of like the moment you work out that communication is not everyone's going to like you, you die. Like that is kind of you move on to the next level god well we better stop this because we're leveling up every week we're gonna be on our deathbed soon we're about to find it out <laughs> and then we just die that's a scary thought i know we're really young when we used to say that so like kind of like year five sort of like young that like, what if when you die you figure something out oh like you kind of figure out the meaning of life that sort of thing you figure out like the, the crux <laughs> third crux like a kind of universal crux yeah and then you you like that's it you level well yeah you can't be a human anymore yeah that makes sense Mm. that's kind of the vibe that gives me of like some things take a lifetime to unravel you Mm. will never get and to be honest you will never get to the to the fucking crux like well i think a big part of the human condition is having a real awareness of like what others think of you because you were born to be in communities yeah which is why i also think i don't know there is so much reluctance around it's kind of what we talked about like a few episodes ago um where people um are more scared of like being codependent than they are um being isolated or whatever it's it's kind of just um I don't know, like, not all relationships are harmonious, obviously, but you are meant to find happiness in other people. Because also you deserve to do that. Yeah, and it's not supposed to be um, these easy breezy kind of quote-unquote casual things because it's almost like one of the most beautiful things in kind of human connection is that intensity, is that kind of like... Mm, um, Devotion. Almost a feeling of dependence, I guess. Like you do require certain people it's like yeah my family i require you like i actually it's beyond kind of you add things to my life it's like no like biologically i require you Mm. kind of you are my room of requirement again in that thing of we're more scared of codependency than isolation i do think some kind of codependency not in the like therapy view of codependency yeah it's fucking issue no just just healthy relationships it's not even codependency it's just having some working relationships but like the intensity of it as well i think Mm. like the complete intensity of some things some things are not supposed to be kind of just like a mediocre healthy Mm. uncomplicated um beautiful on paper thing no strings attached yeah just like a beautiful little simple thing it's like all my friendships are perfectly healthy and working and everything it's like no relationships are a fucking mess but some of my best relationships are the most intense and kind of confusing and messy and like um, and have meaning and and deep like deep rooted like in my bones Mm. i don't know if it's a societal thing i think it might be like a generational thing we're just very jaded when it comes to Mm. relationships and our view of other people even the the like carrying the sentiment with you of like okay what are you going to add from my add to my life or like who got more out of that exchange yeah. that we had you and I like viewing everyone like a transaction in the kind of life sum of your experience on earth is so dark in a way it's capitalist it's literally like a capitalist individualist like you are the center of the world and what can i like kind Mm. of give to you in exchange for you to give this to me like it's like when did we learn that oh yeah capitalism yeah 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 a lot of our responses to a lot of the messages that we got about this kind of episode in general would also just kind of be um to 
it's really hard. It's again one of those things that's like, oh, well, it's easy fucking said than done. Like, go and do it then. Mm. But I think a lot of it comes down to, I would even say, relinquishing all control and trusting the timing of life. Wise words. But not even in, in that deep of a way, but literally just to just think or to um, just act a bit more freely. <laughs> a bit more freely, the banana girl. But just actually act, like, stop assessing everything. Yeah. Like, it's the fucking GCSEs. Like, chill out. Too much navel gazing. It reminds me of the thing you were saying that was a stunning Instagram reel that you made out of it. That was, it doesn't matter that you can intellectualize all of these things. How, what you know doesn't really impact how you feel. And I think sometimes it's like labels are amazing. You know what we think about labels? They're amazing. <laughs> but also like the label of like, um, even like codependency, anxious attachment style, all of these things, they're so useful. They're so crucial. Love languages. It's it's vital in a way, but also they do hinder- Freedom. The like, just the like, well, I know that this is it, but I feel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like this is healthy. Or like, sometimes it's like, okay, well, all of the the world is telling me something, but I do think this also enables you to go back to like kind of toxic exes. Just trust how you feel, basically. Mm. If you feel bad, you probably, it probably is bad. But if some things it's like, okay, this feels good. This feels like I am living like how I want to live. This feels authentic to me. I feel good in myself. It probably is good for you then. Mm. It probably is good for you. And if it feels bad, it's probably bad for you. Because mm. I think that's one of the things with dating as well. The idea of like complication and confusion is normalized and even kind of romanticized mm-hmm. that when you're like oh does he like me does he like me he probably doesn't then the brutal thing is and i wish someone had told me this if you find yourself questioning oh why does he not say this why oh i don't, just don't know if he likes me ask him just ask him because he might but also the the probability if he's treating you like he doesn't like you he probably doesn't mm. and even if he does is that what you want you want to be with someone who likes you but treats you like they don't is that really what you want literally no it's not what i want for you who wants that? Who wants that? Who wants that? Who would do such a thing? <laughs> and who would choose such a life? A half-life. A cursed life. life. <laughs> the unicorn blood does look delish though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Silvery goo. I really like this episode. I feel like we Good. we got some cruxes as usual. We've been... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just great. I just feel like all, most of our DMs and stuff we get are about romance. I feel like everyone wants to fucking know about love. Do you think? Well, just in the terms of, for example, when we, we used to sell tarot readings. This is really going back. We used to sell tarot readings, the two of us. Oh my God. And we sold like general readings and romance readings. And the only ones that ever fucking sold were the romance readings. And it just kind of taught me that lesson of people only really fucking care about love. It's like the only thing really that people were like. I agree. But I also think our audience really, again, obviously... Like, we wouldn't be doing this episode if it wasn't relevant to people. It obviously is. Mm. But I also think we have a shift on that audience in the way that a lot of our audience is much more focused on, like, self-development and, like, their identity and, like, their loss. Like, how do they... Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Which, obviously, romance really slots into that. It's like a self actualization rather than my boyfriend won't text me. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we have a slightly different... The Venn diagram is, like literally entirely but i agree everyone loves love or hates love Uh, yeah everyone hates and loves love whatever the things i do for love push fucking brown out the window (laughs) things i do for love push ned stark's head gets cut off these are all spoilers for game of thrones (laughs) (laughs) if that makes no sense funny you should say that i'm literally sat my microphone is sat on my game of thrones book really a game of thrones Mm -hmm. a game of thrones a song of 
Ice and Fire, whatever. Ice and Fire. Have you read it? Yeah, it's great. Have you? I just don't think I could get through it. I remember specifically, actually, you saying about Bran, the moment where Bran, that chapter where they talk about Bran coming out of the window and there's birds and... I literally had goosebumps reading that and I was in like yeah. 35 degree heat when I read it. Like I was shivering <sighs> to my core. It's giving me shivers. It's so, I hate to say it because I'm, I'm like so unimpressed by the majority of books, but that one chapter I will say he, he wrote beautifully and everything else is shit, but I love that one chapter. Really? Well, I don't like when he's talking about like, Daenerys is like 13 year old nipples and stuff like I can give or take that to be honest weird old man but grim Bran kind of a child dying like a child falling to them a child yeah. being um yeah a child developing a disability as a result yeah, of um, an yeah. inc- incest couple pushing out a window that was great sure. yeah but it really did give me shivers to my core but anyway when just one uh, last thing on Bran mm. Bran is um <laughs> watch game of thrones google brand whatever um when we were watching game of thrones together you'd already seen it but you were kind of guiding me through the game of thrones experience forcing you with a gun to her head to watch it the whole time we were watching bran we used to be like, we would be so proud if this was our son Honestly. there's something about bran that is so like god i would be so proud of you you're so beautiful you're such a little actor it's my son a beautiful boy you're acting your soul out like i'll just be so proud of you bran <laughs> oh his poor little face yeah and just one bit where he the goes sweet boy theon please oh god bran i just i feel so proud of you the cutest i love that we're spending our valid moments shouting out a series that really needs like no recommend <laughs> like does not need any more advertising it's like is that not the whole um thing of goes about saying though we're talking about harry potter it's like yeah everyone's seen it yeah we should not be promoting anything to do with this bad news bad news oh god i feel exhausted exhaustedoed okay let's go well i'm about to do my covid test who knows what will happen oh good luck Wish me luck, guys. <laughs> if you don't hear from us, God, it's a bit too real. <laughs> Truly, assume the worst. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com